Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time for your Talk Time Live exclusive. You are now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, Coming back to Talk Time Live is the founder and owner of RetroSoft Studios, Mike Herman, to talk about the much-anticipated retro wrestling game of 2021 known as Retromania Wrestling, which is the sequel and successor, take note of that, the successor to one of the classic arcade games ever, and that's WrestleFest. Uh, I'm here to talk about the whirlwind journey that Mike has gone through through this entire thing. Mike, welcome back. How's it going, brother? Great, Dax. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, it's good to have you back. Before we even get started for anything, uh, I, I like I talked to you before this show, um, but I did like a 40-minute minute detail review of this game on why this game is the savior for the Nintendo Switch when it finally comes out, but also just in general because we have been devoid of a wrestling game. And uh, uh, you not know, you may not know, but our listeners do. I've been playing WWE 2K19 uh, I'm sorry, 18 on a Switch for the longest time. And even it's it's playable, but not enjoyable. Not nearly as enjoyable as I played in this game. And it just, what I, what I love about it is that you were able, you guys were able, you and your team were able to provide a nuance to something old, add it, you know, more flavor to it. But it was, you know, for anybody who's ever taken an art class before and, you know, you have a canvas or your illustration board or whatever, paper or charcoal or whatever, and they're telling you to look at the still life uh, of what, what you're uh, supposed to do and redraw that or even make it better. That's exactly what I think you guys did with this game. You created a still life of an old retro classic, created, held the fundamentals and then played upon it and made it even better, more enjoyable, you know, eight way movement, everything. It's just awesome. And, you know, credit to you guys. It's been a long journey, but you know, you deserve it. It's been awesome. So thank you for that. Uh, I'm blushing. I appreciate that for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get into it. I, I mean, I, we definitely weren't perfect along the way. We had mm-hmm. our stumbling blocks we, and we still, yeah. still do, but it's been a great, you know, and we've got great reception like this from a lot of the fans mm-hmm. who are really clamoring for something a game like this yeah. that just no one else was wanted to put out for some yeah. reason. Exactly. So have you had a chance to, st- I know because things are still in motion, you're still trying to get the game to other platforms and anything, but even still, have you tried to take a chance to stop and really look at what you've done and, and the team has done with this game yet? 
Not really. I figured. <laughs> I mean, it's been. So we, we launched on Steam. I'm not sure when this will air, but we launched on Steam on February 26th. Yeah. And, you know, right away we got to work. We released a, uh, a patch three days later. It wasn't a bug fix patch. Right. I just want to be clear about that. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a bug fix patch, but it was more of a tweak to the difficulty. Yeah. And some uh, visual cues for people to help them learn how to play the game. Yeah. I think one of, one of the with the things we kind of took for granted, I'm such an avid wrestling game player yeah. and wrestling fan. I, I just, you know, you assume you assume a couple things that people are going to know the way certain things work. And so we, we were able to, we had some stuff in for testing earlier that we were able to kind of clean up and we had three, basically all, all nighters. We had three all nighters in a row to get this patch out because uh, it, and it just enhanced the game so much. It's like, why didn't we put this in, in the first place kind of thing. (laughs) And once, once that was set all week, you know, nothing but positive. I mean, I should say nothing, but, but overwhelmingly majority of positive reviews, people really having fun with the game. And that's the key thing. I think, um, I want to stress is that it's fun. It's fun to play. That's the know? missing element. I think too many times game developers want to create more challenge than fun. And I believe you can have both, but yeah. you, I believe the biggest thing that you should have is choice. You should yeah. want to choose to be able to want to just breeze by or have fun with it or even allow it to challenge you. And that's what this game provides. And I absolutely love it. And again, now I, I was able to, you know, get through the learning curve of it. But I will admit that uh, extra added update that you guys brought really did make a game changer, even after the fact that I grinded just a little bit before it. But it is a great help. It is a great help in learning curve. Plus, you have a tutorial in the story mode. So it's like you have all of that. And I will say I will say this. It's because I own a ROM of the original WrestleFest. I could not play the original WrestleFest because I didn't know how to play it. This game helped me know how to play that game. So when I went back to that game to compare and contrast, it was like all this time and this is how you play. <laughs> right, right, right. But no, I, I do love the update. It's just absolutely awesome. So, so what, um, what many fans or anticipated fans, I should say, may not know about is what goes behind the scenes and a journey that developers like yourself uh go through in any in this project or any project in your case you and retrosoft uh went through the team went through many obstacles including that of a pandemic as well as you know the wrestling world changing so rapidly within the time span of what you guys were doing can you talk about the challenges that you went through uh trying to get this out during that time yeah absolutely so you know, we started this project back in 2018. Right. So it's been a pretty long journey um, to begin with. And then add on top of the, the, the what you just brought up, on top of that, I'm a first-time uh, game developer. Yeah. So we were learning stuff on the fly. As much research as I did going into this, and it was like years of research going mm-hmm. in. Because like, I had started this out as a hobby, and then I finally got, got some people with more experience involved than myself. Yeah. I, I always say I'm the least experienced game developer on our team. <laughs> um, but I have the most hours in on WrestleFest and probably any other wrestling game, not just WrestleFest, but right. all, all the classic 2D uh, arcade games. But right. um, So just that learning curve as well and going in and just learning things all along the way. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we were already fully remote when the pandemic happened. So yeah. we weren't as affected by a lot of the rest of the world. Yeah. But with that said, our product 
productivity definitely dropped. Everyone on the team was consumed, uh, including myself, with what was going on in the world. And our just produ- productivity just dropped uh, yeah. significantly for several months. So we definitely got set back by that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the majority of, uh, of the stuff, the ups and downs on this was just learning uh, and going through this process. The other thing, there's – there's a reason there aren't a ton of wrestling games out there to begin with. They're difficult to make. Yeah. You know? The engine I, alone is like, right. so, that's why everybody refers to Ukes or Aki. It's hard to replicate. Right. <laughs> right. So there's a reason there aren't a ton of, of, of wrestling games out there. And it's, and it's, you know, even the, the heyday of, of the nineties and the N64 games, it was basically two engines mm-hmm. responsible for what? 10, at least games, 10 games, if not more. Right. Um, so, you know, it's tough to do. And uh, we definitely learned that along the way. But I think that the end result was definitely worth it. I mean, this was this was just a passion project for me. Mm-hmm. My goal was to make a game I wanted to play, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm lucky that there seem to be a lot of other people out there that want to play this, too. So it makes me feel really good. Every comment I hear, I, you know, I, I feel great that this is why I made the game. Right. And obviously, like, there's a lot of things that's making 2021 uh, the start of something really good. WandaVision. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, AEW and now RetroSoft Studios. I'm like, <laughs> it's like there's a change in the air coming and there's a lot of things that are bringing good, uh, you know, happiness to other people. And I say yeah. when wrestling, when, when the rest of the wrestling gaming world gets their hands on this, they're going to love it. They're absolutely going to love it, I believe. What would you say is some of the biggest obstacles that you guys came across uh, from a standpoint, uh, from a developer standpoint uh, when developing Retromania? Well, just trying to, and, and this is what we're just finishing up now, but mm-hmm. uh, you have all these, uh, the scope creep, right? So you have all these ideas, and I've played wrestling games forever. Since, you know, I'm going on, I'm 45, I've been playing them since tag team wrestling uh, and pro wrestling on the NES, which mm-hmm. was like 1985, 86 time right. frame, right? So I have all these ideas I want to put A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and everything <laughs> into this game. Yeah. And the toughest part of it, uh, was just I had to release a game at some point. Yeah. And I'm not going to – you coming to the conclusion that I'm not going to get every – absolutely every feature in this game that I want and release it in a legitimate – Not at the first – not in the first round of it. Right. Not in, in a legitimate time frame and within a, a somewhat – you know, I'm not a millionaire. So <laughs> I had to do it within a somewhat of a budget. So I get more of the misconceptions of what um, the gaming community usually has right. towards developers. Yeah. Right. So – um, we had to we had to say, all right, what's the core stuff we have to get in to make this a fun game, and with enough variety and a, additional content to keep people playing for 10, 20, 30, 40 hours, right? Yeah. And that's kind of where we we knew what price point we wanted to hit. Um, so we knew we had to give enough content to meet that price point, or we would have to change the price point. So, yeah. um, on top of that, you know, we just the, the every question was is this fun is this fun is this fun so mm-hmm. al- along the way we had to determine make sure well does this really add more fun to the game and that was a yeah. big thing to me uh, it's funny i read one review that wasn't you know it was like an average review but mm-hmm. in the end they said it is a fun game to play 
And I'm like, well, that's a 10 out of 10 to me. I mean, like, <laughs> if you're telling me it's a fun game to play, that's why we made it. You like you go in there and you play and you have fun. You know so, what I? You know what I think? It also depends on the demographics of it, of who's reviewing it. Because if you got somebody who didn't grow up when we grew up and right. didn't grow up going into the arcades and didn't play the original, uh, the first WrestleFest, I should say, and didn't enjoy it the way they did and then to see this and to see how much it really pays homage to it and replicates it at the same time but also betters it it depends if you got a new age cat that is like just gaming on new age stuff they're only going to have a new age mindset right yeah it's not going to be like 3d graph it's not 3d right. graphics if that's what you're expecting in your wrestling games right, right. I, I really just to wandavision again because wandavision captured the essence of the 50s 60s right. 70s and 80s um you know, it was a period piece. Right. Retro, retro mania wrestling is a period piece. That's it captures the essence. Yeah, it, it literally captures the essence of what we played in the '80s. So if you haven't experienced that, you don't carry the empathy that goes along with it, and 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 and, and uh, nostalgia that goes with it. Right. It's not. It's not saying that they're wrong about what they are. It's just a matter of. It's just a matter of the level of experience and, and, you know, that you've had with it growing up. Yeah, absolutely. But with that said, I have three kids who never played WrestleFest um, and all really are enjoying it. Now, obviously, they're biased because they're my kids. But um, <laughs> but we, we did see even at conventions, at House of Hardcore we were at, there are people yeah. there that, that, you know, didn't grow up on, on the 2D arcade game. But they could yeah. still have fun with it. So, um we think it's it's definitely appealing to anyone who's a wrestling game or an arcade ish title a quick yeah. pick pick me up pick them up game pick up with the controls real easy go beat somebody up in the yeah. ring it's, it's a lot of fun it really is and, and, and again um even back then and that i don't even, i can't recall the date of the last house of hardcore that we november 19 it was november 19th of yeah. 2018 no it was november or 19. 2019 it was 2019 before, okay uh, yeah because it was winter time yeah um, great show too, by the way. I remember yeah. that, but I remember it was just a demo. Yep. Like people don't understand when you vlog things, how far go, like, if you look back to how far you first vlogged, it's <laughs> like, you come a long way with this game. Yeah. So like people have, not many people have seen what it looked like when you were just showing the demo of the possibilities of what this can become, what it is now. And it's still back then. It still played very solid and the gameplay was very it, like it's not even as it, it wasn't the final form of what we see right. right now and i had high hopes back then i was like oh this is if they, if they can do this this right. may revamp the video the wrestling video game <laughs> you know genre itself and i think it will once everybody sees it it's like there, there's going to be a fun need to have to do this because you know there are other you know companies that are coming out as we know right you're being i wouldn't say you're the first but i say you i would say you're the first to step in the ropes without tripping on them <laughs> <laughs> i will say that because i've checked out other games and they just don't they, they didn't feel complete you're the first 2021 game that i felt that like came in and was like this is a solid format and this is the standard right now that we have so no, you know here's the thing too um and, and going back in reference to those other companies that we know that are going to be coming out um and I like the camaraderie that you guys have alone and like just, you know, all worn on each other to be successful in your own term. Because I see that on social media. Now, I, it's awesome. I, it's awesome to see that. It's, it's, it's competition, but it's also brotherhood that right, I'm seeing absolutely. as well. So I like that. But did it bring more pressure to you when you seen that these other companies and especially more or less AEW announced that they were coming out with a game? Did you feel more pressure to make this work or did it put, a more, put more weight onto you? 
No, I don't think. I mean, it helps if they were coming out the same week we were. You know, that, that would hurt. <laughs> but they're, you know, they're not slated till probably the end of 2021 at the earliest. Right. So, um, you know, it's 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 good to have um, competition because I think that definitely fuels me. Where it's like, yeah. well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the best we can do and, yeah. and make this a fun experience for everybody, right? So in that regard, it definitely seeing other companies do it, it definitely fuels it. But as a as a gamer myself and a wrestling gamer, I'm excited because uh-huh. we used to have a lot more choices in yeah, wrestling we did. games. And now we don't. We haven't had many new wrestling games come out. We've just had yeah. basically the flagship WWE game mm-hmm. up, up for the last several years. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be good to have um, additional options for everybody. And I'm excited to play those other games. I don't know if that's bad marketing for myself, but I'm excited to play those other games. You know, I enjoy mm-hmm. playing different wrestling games. And I think right. but the thing is, I think our game's going to offer something different that even when they're done, our, theirs won't offer. They're just that quick 2d arcade and i i'm a big fan of the 2d artwork so yeah whether that makes me old or whatever i don't really <laughs> care because i enjoy it i enjoy 2d sprite games um, so do i <laughs> i think they, they hold up much better than the original 3d stuff that came out mm-hmm. uh, and there's there's just a simplicity about the look of them that's that's clean and not not as uh you don't have as big of a learning curve getting into them so i really right. enjoy it you know i play a bunch of other games that are also 2d sprite based i'm big into that yeah you know if you want to call it retro look but i think it's not even necessarily a retro look anymore with so many new games coming out with that art style i think it's just a different form of i think it's just nothing art. more than a label at this case exactly. because they're still coming out you know i've interviewed a, a, a dozens of different developers and some you know who created some award-winning 2d you know, I, games of that of that genre, and it just goes to show that there's still a lot of legs left in there to uh, to do stuff with, and it's absolutely. pretty awesome. Um, during your development, many of the stars that you invited into the game, such as John Morrison, Jeff Cobb, uh, Warhorse, Brian Ma- uh, uh, Myers, Cocabana, and uh, Matt Cordona, just to name a few, went on to transition to other you know parts of their career. As a person who acquired the ta- uh, the talented people like such as them. Were you worried about uh, these folks, you know, getting into like or seeking other opportunities where they maintain their current popularity and how it may affect your yeah, the I mean, game? You know, like WWE is the most eyes on you, right? Yeah. So um, you do. But like, for example, just the Matt and Brian, uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers example, they have they've been marketing themselves. Yeah. On the wrestling figure. um podcast for years and they kind of tied perfectly in to what we're doing you know what i mean they started it all let's be honest yeah i mean (laughs) you know i think we're the video game made for their audience yeah you know what i mean so i thought for for them that was just a very good synergy we had Mm -hmm. um and matt was and his his guys were the one of the first to stream it online and it went went over really well to his audience um so i i think you know I wasn't necessarily concerned about that, but, you know, we had the opposite effect, too, because, like, Chris Bay, who we signed, who's going to be our first free DLC, Yeah, we signed him because we really liked the promos he did for our Indie Mania tournament, and he didn't end yeah. up winning it, but we were, you know, we were, we were, not that I don't love Warhorse, but we were rooting for Chris, too, because <laughs> I loved what he was doing. And right. our, just in our Indie Mania, he was so engaging with all the, the posts and tweets, and I was like... He's so after Indie Mania went and he didn't win. I we reached out to him anyway and like I want to sign you anyway. Right. Uh, because and then 
you know, we make stars. He then goes and signs with Impact, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, and then when Warhurst came about too, he he did a little bit of a tryout on right. uh, Dynamite at yep. that one point, which yep. kind of like elevated everything from the game because of his absolutely. because you know gamers' knowledge that he was going to be in here. So it worked out on that sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you know, we um and then and John Morrison went and resigned with WWE. So yeah, um you know it was it was uh, make sure we had all our contracts in line, but. I think the guys we have are really good at marketing themselves, regardless mm-hmm. of where they are. Yeah. So in that regard, I really didn't have a concern with, it, especially Matt and Brian, that really applies to, because yeah. just they're such hard workers out of the ring yeah. that we knew, and you know we've gotten great feedback, and they've been helping us promote the game. So right. you know it's been really really good. Right. Now to get on a more, you know unfortunate softer note here um we lost a lot in 2020 as you know um so much in terms of uh COVID as well but one of one of the things that we also lost was the unfortunate passing of uh legend of the legendary wrestler road warrior animal you know and which you and your team graciously I don't want to you know hit a spoiler but it's kind of common you guys graciously dedicated the game to him uh in the making at this time so like can you talk about your experience when you got the news and such like that? Because, I mean, one of the biggest things about this game is that you got legends like him and Nikita Koloff. And to be to live vicariously through you in some sense, as a boy growing up to live a dream of doing this and working with such great people and then something like this happens, it's – I can't even fathom. Yeah, it sucked. I mean, yeah. my – my uh the guy who helps me with PR and our Twitter feed, he, he texts me early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And or maybe it was either early or late at night. I forget which it was, but um, you know that that animal passed, and I was yeah. like in disbelief almost. You know, yeah. I traded emails with them probably three weeks before that wow. about promotion of the game. Yeah, you know, we were getting ready. You know, in a couple months, we were going to hit hard promoting. He was all on board. He was excited. He had a WrestleFest arcade cabinet in his garage. Oh, man, animal did. Oh, um, so he was excited about the first game. He was excited to be in this one. Um, you know, I had met him at uh, when WrestleMania was in New York. So I guess yeah. that was 2000. No, it was 2019. Mm-hmm. So that's the first time. Oh, I'd, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was the first time I, I had met him. Um, and I was intimidated totally. Not only, <laughs> you know, seeing him on TV, but he's, yeah. a, he's still, you know, at 60 years old. He's a big dude. And you mm-hmm. see a big dude in face paint and shoulder pads, <laughs> you know. But, that face paint keep you, keep you young, boy. Yeah. <laughs> we see what he's doing to Sting right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he, was, he was a super nice guy. Then I, I had talked to him through email, like I said. I talked to him on the phone a couple times. And then I, had, um, I met him again. He was at the House of Hardcore signing earlier in the mm-hmm. day. So I talked to him there briefly. And. You know, he was just, uh, you know, all interactions I had with him were great. So um, it's a shame. I know he's excited about promoting it. And, uh, you know, and that was it was fun for me just selfishly to get to know these guys that I watched on TV growing up. And it was just really cool. I'm glad for the couple times I did get to talk to him. I'm very, Mm -hmm. very happy I had. If I'm correct, this is absolutely the last game, last wrestling game that he was a part of while he was alive. Am I correct? Yeah, as far as I know. Like, no matter what they do in the future, like, this is the officially the last game yep. that, that he had a part of. He even did a promo for it. Right, absolutely. You know, recently, too. So, I mean, the, I, you know, it's, it's awesome because what I, what I love about this whole experience that you're going through, one, 
I'm, I, we already adopt you as a Philly guy anyway. <laughs> yeah. Even if you're in Collegeville, it's still right, like right, just right. a few miles close away. Enough. It's close it's enough. It's close right. enough, David. <laughs> but two, it's just like one of those fundamental moments, and and you know that I, I can I can definitely understand what you're what you've gone through with that because doing this show i get to meet and i've become friends with many people who i never dreamed of being friends of that is a part of different parts of industries and it's a it's a beautiful journey sometimes not an easy journey but a hard journey but you have these moments right. that you remember and it's just something that you can't that'll never be taken away so it's i, I think that's pretty awesome what would you say is your most proud what is it that you're most proud of about this uh, game overall? Well, I just think, you know, I it, it's comments are a double-edged sword, right? So <laughs> initially I read everything. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, then I, I said I, I had my social media guy, Mike, help me and send me the stuff I should respond to because <laughs> I respond to every direct email. I respond to every one of them myself. Yeah. Uh, anything that comes into the support retrosoft studio support at retrosoft mm -hmm. studios or mike at retrosoft studios i respond to every one of those myself and pretty timely pretty timely because i'm online all the time yeah. the comments you know you got to take with a grain of salt uh, the more you put yourself out there and if this goes if you're if you're an artist any type of artist music yeah. artwork everybody has an opinion video games everybody has an opinion right, right? and they're going to share it with you mm -hmm. and the people who are more vocal seem to be the people that are a little more negative. So that's really the not Which is a minority. Always a, usually right, a minority right. of people, exactly. by the way. Exactly. So, you know, you get scared of reading reviews. When we released on Steam last week, I started looking at the, the reviews right away. Mm -hmm. um, and they were they started out as mixed, and then they just kept growing and growing and growing. So now we're mm -hmm. sitting at, like, very positive is the quote-unquote Steam term that's used to describe the game now. Right. Because, uh, so I mean, you got to use critical thinking when you look at particular, you know, I, cases. And you'll never know because it's a faceless opinion. Exactly. They're, they're, you, you don't know the context. You don't know the, you know, you can't draw an inference on what they're doing, what they're really, what their agenda really is. Right. You know, whether they're being bitter and spiteful. You never know. You, so you got to take it for a grain. <laughs> so, you know, you're happy with the ones that are critical but are at least polite. So it's like they and explain and, and articulate the right. way, you know, in a, in, a, in a good way. Yeah. So there, there we got reviews where they might not have been in love with it, but they could they could say, you know, what, I, I, there's a reason I was drawn to this game in the first place. Uh -huh. You know, here's some suggestions. But with that said, the positive thing, which is what you asked, the majority of the reviews were all positive. And uh -huh. then going through and reading the good ones really reaffirms why you did it. Yeah. And just hearing, like, thanks for giving me back a piece of my childhood and then fast-forwarding <laughs> it 30 years to add new stuff to it as well. It's been awesome, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot and a lot of those and more and more of those each time uh, I go in and read the reviews now. So um, it's it's tough to not look at the negative stuff because as a human, you're always – that's what you're kind of – you zero in on why can't why don't that guy doesn't know what he's talking about blah 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 <laughs> and you know something i've spent three years of my life putting to and, and you're gonna get critical feedback i remember reading a a a a, a pointless review or even just a, a, a editorial or somebody saying how this game wasn't really the sequel to wrestlefest or I, wasn't wrestlefest it was a youtube video and i know who exactly who before you actually came out with this game not right. knowing anything about it like 
This is social media in yeah. general. Yeah. It is social. It, it, it boggles me. I'm like, this is the, the, the date stamp on this is not even a date. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Now, normally when guys like that do stuff like that, and I know they're probably kicking themselves because now they, it, it's, now they have to, you know, if they play the game, and figure out, if, especially if they are truly a fan of Russell Fest, they would know that there's some essence, a lot of essence of Russell, uh, Russell Fest in the game in terms of uh, control scheme and such. Yep. So it's like, come on. Hey, give it a chance. <laughs> Play it first, at least, right? <laughs> exactly. But I'll tell you, though, like like I said, Steam is reviewing very well. You know, the people reviewing it on Google. Um, mm-hmm. It's like 97% on Google positive. You know, all of our videos we go on YouTube are in the 90% positive uh thumbs up range so hell i gave it an a plus so i'm sorry like yeah. sorry sorry for you people but like i grade on accordance of you know the grade point average system right. and i every i enjoyed it like like the only thing today that i was i had complications with was the options and such which you guys kind of tweaked out anyway right. and other than that it was like the gameplay was great the story mode is really fun um the rumble and everything, it was just so enjoyable. If you just take right. it for what it is and what it's supposed to be, not what you want it, <laughs> it's a great game. It's a great and fun game. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think if you looked at any of the videos we did, what, what you, we saw and presented is what we delivered, Yeah, which, which I think is really important and maybe not – in this day and age, doesn't always happen. Yeah. So oh, I, think, absolutely. I think we really – I think we did a good – if nothing else – Right. And I think we did do more than this. But if nothing mm-hmm. else, we showed you what we were going to deliver. We gave you a feature list and we gave you that game with that feature list. And yeah. we hope to grow it even more. Now, um, before I even get to my next question, I got a, I got a sub question because this is a, I, I, my critical thinking. And since my Philly sense kicked me when I was playing through some of the stages and arenas, I, I love the, um, the 2300 arena first of all and how you put paid homage to you know the you know ecw's past on air i thought that was a really genuine really nice way to respect the business and the industry but there's this high school arena and i'm looking at and i'm noticing i'm like my philly sense is kicking it's laced with orange and black might this be a reference to the flyers uh not honestly not really Really? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I'm like I'm saying, an enormous. It's like if it isn't Taz, is. <laughs> no, it, you know what? Uh, one, I grew up in Bucks County, Pensbury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pensbury was orange and black, so mm-hmm. Pensbury ah. black. Uh, it could have definitely some flyer references in there as well. Right. But what, one of the big things too was just we wanted it to be different color scheme than any of the other arenas. Yeah. So we wanted to. Um, really kind of spruce it up and go go kind of something off the beaten path now we actually yeah. have another version of that arena that is going to be hopefully a show we promote when when wrestling comes back a little bit in new nice. jersey that we've made Which, some by the way it looks it. like it, it, to me the first thing i thought was the murphy rec center where uh, ring of honor first wrestled <laughs> i'm like those walls look awfully familiar <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know it's it's a uh, high school arena usa you know what i mean it could be any arena <laughs> it is literally yeah. every high school yeah. that a wrestler has ever uh, performed right. in right. so all right this is i want to get deep on this one because you did something and we made like i made reference to it in earlier questions but you did something that i have not seen from game developers or, or companies before you and and i mean like you know major companies as well and that is just be very transparent 
with your fan base. And I, I, that was part of why the review went to 40 minutes because I had to commend you on this, but from start to finish from the, from the get go, like you never hit away from the bumps in the road that you guys had and, um, with your experience, whereas other companies avoid talking about their blemishes or glitches or bugs that they have in the system or would just sweep it under the rug. I mean, I find, I found this to be a fresh air. Uh, especially when we, you know, earlier this year and going into the new year, we had experiences with like the likes of Crystal Dynamics or 2K Games, of course, and especially recently CD Projekt Red, uh, maybe EA as well, who knows, but just to name a few. But my question to you um, is what led to you wanting to do this vlog? I mean, you put yourself out there like this. So, what, yeah. you know, why did you, why, you know, make it wide open for the fans? Why pull the curtain open? I, it's just part of it's just the way I am. Um, you know, I, 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 I found that just talking to people through the conventions before we started doing the vlogs, they were interested in how we were making the game. And, mm -hmm. and, and really from an, all the work research I did on independent developers, I thought it would be a good kind of case study almost of yeah. here's the common mistakes and we made them. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. we got through them and we worked through them and we, we listened to our, the feedback we were getting from the fans and to help us shape the game, I definitely wanted input. It's tough to develop in a vacuum, yeah. right? So um, you, def you definitely want it's, – it's tough, though, putting yourself out there. And, you yeah. know, if you, if you make a mistake, everyone's going to tell you about it. And especially you – know, so I figure, you know what, I'll just tell them about it to begin with. <laughs> just put it out you there. Know, here it is. You're right. We did make a mistake. We, and we're moving on, and we're correcting it. And we're gonna move forward. It takes a lot to do that. It takes. A I mean, it's a lot tough. To do that. I mean, because you put it's your, it's an ego thing too. Everybody's got an yeah. ego, and you know, there's a, a lot of you. The first reaction when you read something negative is to get defensive, right? Yeah. The first thing you want to do is get defensive, and and I thought I'm gonna be like that unless I put it out there, because yeah. at least I can, I can always point to the fact you knew about this, we told you about this, and we corrected it. You know, so. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was going to be a different way. And I also, I did think from a marketing standpoint, it would be good. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to rule that part of it out either. That, yeah. that wasn't the primary reason we did it. But I thought, look, if I put it out there, it'll be, it'll be easier for us to say, here's the game we're making. Here's how we're making it. Yeah. So we match expectations, you know, and we right. don't raise all these expectations and not deliver on them. Right. I, I really took pride in the fact that now that the game came to Steam, we, and I saw this written back to us is like, here's the feature set they said they were going to give us. Yeah, we got that feature set and a little more. And uh, it's what we, we expected from them. So yeah. and, and I think that was important to me is to 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 deliver at least above or beyond what we said we would. Yeah. Say, for instance, like if you happen to make another game. Retrosoft Studios, you know, goes off and kicks off to something very successful down the line. You start getting into the, you know, um, stock trade, if you will. <laughs> Does that change the way you want to do things at that point? Like, say, like, you know, because you got investors now in your company, do you, would you, and, and we can't say that unless it happens, right, right, right. of course, but, you know, what would, you know, a what if at best? I mean, look, I'm not going to hide and I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> that could get you, that can get you in trouble. When yes, you're honest. Okay. You know what I mean? Look, it already so, has with yeah, companies. Right. We see what happens now. So, um, you know, I can't see me just going out and not saying the same stuff that I'm saying now. 
Yeah. I think that's part of the reason we've been able to grow a strong following is that we have been so transparent about things. Yeah. So, you know, who knows with a – that whole, would bring a whole other mess of headaches. I, yes. You know, but, and honestly, though, one of the reasons, though, I, I can say I probably wouldn't come to us being like a public company. And obviously that would be a huge, great problem to have. I don't see it happening, but – I don't. I always say. I always think that like is that is being publicly traded a good thing to have? Because I see so many. We seen what happened when WWE uh-huh. first got publicly traded and what they're going through now, back and forth, um, and what they're having to do to maintain that. And then we also see other you know gaming developers who also had to do that. And sometimes they rush to get these products out. Right. Hence, which was possibly one of the reasons why Cyberpunk, you know. With you know, 2077 got what it did. The same reason why ET back in the Atari right. era got to that because Steven Spielberg put pressure on people right, right. and it got out and it had to be rushed. You know, it, it's it, I always wonder, it's like, is it really worth being publicly traded? Yeah, I think that's a whole nother. I mean, we're not anywhere near that stratosphere. So, right. but just as a hypothetical standpoint, I would mm-hmm. say that I didn't even want to do Kickstarter because, mm. um, you know, then you're then you're kind of you're answering to a group and i and i you know we still are answering because we did pre-orders so we have to that's my like i feel right now my biggest commitment is to the people that pre-ordered the game right and we only offered pre-orders on steam and switch steam we fulfilled we're we're sending out the plus stuff now that Mm -hmm. we did in the in the plus offering um and and switch we're also sending the physical stuff out but they don't have the game in their hands yet so right they're my boss until I get the game in their hands, right? <laughs> they, I have to answer to them, right? Early. So, but I don't think they want a rushed game, or you right. know, and so, and I don't think I think our Steam release went great. You know, if you go into our Steam forums, you're yeah. not going to see you're going to see a lot of feature requests. You're uh-huh. going to see some. It would be great to add these characters, yeah. Um, and you're gonna, you're not going to see a lot of this isn't working, right? We had right. a couple snafus, but there it, it's not the overwhelming tone of the discussion isn't bugs. The right. overwhelming tone of the discussion is, it would be great if you added this. Right. It would be great if you did this. And you I'm know? telling you, like, I literally, I, I, this has become a thing all of a sudden, like, before I even go to bed, because, you know, I, first of all, Retro, uh, Retromania Wrestling is the very first actual game that I've ever played on Steam. Oh, wow. Like, okay. I had the Kentucky Fried Chicken game, but I don't count the sim data thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious. But, but no, this is the, like, to me, this is the legit first game experience I had on the Steam, and I'm happy to say that I've had no trouble with it. And every night before I even go to bed, sometimes I come in my office and play it, like, a bit of it, you right. know, in here. And it, I've, I, I, you know, it's, I just have a great experience with it, just plain and simple. So, I mean... Kudos to all of you who who've been involved in that. Would you what would you say is the biggest takeaway from doing vlogs? Like, what did you learn from that? At best, at the end of the day, uh, it's stressful. <laughs> I have a more, much much more of appreciation mm-hmm. for all the YouTubers who put themselves out there yeah. to do it. it. It is it is not easy. Mm-hmm. One to come up with content. You know, I was doing two a week for the first maybe two three months. Yeah. Um, and we had to cut it down to one a week just because it's tough to get that much content on it. Um, and without repeat, because a lot of some of the stuff we were going through were the same issues we were going through the week before. We we're still going. Right. Through. You know, they weren't. Re- and not everything's resolved in one week or yeah. in a couple of days, you know. Right. Right. Um, just putting yourself out there because you're going to get these comments of people questioning you. And it's like, how can you like I 
the, 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 the thing that drives me nuts is I'm out here every week telling you what exactly what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then people still saying, oh, you're leaving stuff out. And like, I, you know, it's, it's like they're not going to please everybody. You're not going to please everybody. But just getting on camera was difficult for me at first. Yeah. Uh, for those of you not who've never done it or done it a lot, but I know everyone's recorded themselves at some point, mm-hmm. and just hearing your own voice back and is tough to do. He's mm-hmm. like, do I really sound like that? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then so just watching back the videos, uh, stop saying um, stop saying so. You know, and and when you watch stuff back, you don't realize because it's a you know it's a nervous crutch you lie back. It's a common on. human error that we yeah. all make. It not every see that's the thing that's the difference between doing vlogs or even doing you know podcasting in some cases a lot of times it's done by people who are, haven't been a part of the trade who haven't put in like that much student loan to right. <laughs> practice this trade right and that's what I, I definitely developed a better appreciation mm-hmm. for people who do this regularly because yeah. it's tough to go through and not rely on your crutch words yeah you know cause, you know I had a, I have a little bit of a script I'll write down bullet points but that's about it and mm-hmm. I pretty much on one take. I remember there was one time I just, I counted, started counting the times I said, I think it was so, yeah. the word so. And uh, <laughs> I started counting it and I'm like, I got to retake this. This is like, and I got in my head, I got ret- I took like 10 takes of this one video. And then from that point on, I'm like, I'm going to live with it. I'm laughing because I lived it. <laughs> yeah, right. <Exactly. laughs> so, what would you say? And I just said so too, by the way. Thank you very much for <laughs> Damn it. Um, so, what would you say is your favorite character in the game so far? Oh, that's tough. Cause I'm gonna, this is a no-win I knew, situation. I knew it was. It's <laughs> a no-win situation. Like, they're all I'm, my babies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss somebody off. I'm going to piss 15 other people off. Uh, and by answer. the way, Mr. Hughes hasn't come yet, so you got to... <laughs> I don't want to piss him off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just kidding. He's a really nice guy. I've talked to him a bunch. But um, I would say right now I really enjoy playing with Jeff Cobb. He is my yes. He's my go-to guy right now. Um, I love the tour of the islands. That's the reason it. Really why does. I, I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> that's the reason why I got Jeff Cobb in the game. Like it's my favorite <laughs> move. Like I, and, and it's funny because I would original, say that's the marquee move to be honest. Yeah, my original the original WrestleFest game. I love the power slam. That mm-hmm. you know a bunch of the characters did it, but it was clearly to me the animation was modeled off of Ted DiBiase. Yeah, uh, because he had such a great looking power slam, yeah. and so they all did it in that game. And I loved doing that move in the original WrestleFest. Every Don't you time remember I when the power it, slam used to be an original power bomb? Uh, yeah, oh, that's what they <laughs> called it. Yeah, you know that was the move that was like, oh my god, that, yeah. he did a power. He should not um, get up from that. Right, right, power right. bombs is now the new power yeah. slam oh, this, at this day and age. <laughs> um, so I just, I just love that move, and yeah. um, Je- Jeff Cobb when he does it, it it's just like the way he turns the whole weight of the guy and then turns it back it's just such an it's an impressive move when he does it, it. and i i wanted to capture that animation and and you know i don't think i'm alone because other people have said this to me but when i do that move in retromania i i love every time i do it i get satisfaction out of doing that movie. so <laughs> like, it feels good to do um, especially so, when you just throw him to the ropes and you just waiting to hit that strong yeah, button <laughs> yep, yeah i love it and then he also doing a shooting star press he does off the top of the cage yeah. is one of my favorite things to do, too. I think for me, it is Cobb. I think also um, uh, Johnny uh, Retro is uh, really is cool to work with, too. Yeah. But the NWA in me is all about Nikita. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doing the sickle, going around, uh, and seeing your character fly to the other side yeah. of the rig. 
it's gold, man. Yeah. I mean, I love, you know, I'll go in, I'll go in streaks while I'll just play. You know, it's mm-hmm. funny. I wanted to sit down. I wanted to sit down the last week to just play the game. Yeah. Because I to really, really finally enjoy it. I the game yeah. for me to play it. Like, that was my number one reason <laughs> for making it. You know what? You finally made me understand what the term have a cake and eat it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you just can't, man. It's so good. Everybody want to taste. <laughs> right. I, so now it's just like I, I want to make sure we keep moving forward yeah. um you know obviously since we did we wanted to release on everything at, at once yeah uh since the way the kind of the dice the the cards fell steam came out first so we want to make sure obviously that everyone on steam is enjoying the game because that's going to propel us into the console release yeah. as, as well so it's best to have i mean everybody puts it on the steam before they put it on out on other platforms it's yeah we should have said that <laughs> you know, it wasn't by design but again you, this is your first game <laughs> right. i mean here's the thing People on social media should live vicariously through you because you are them. Right. You literally are them. Not You're not a, an experienced game developer, but you did a hell of a damn good job doing, you know, your Shaq coming in for the first time, <laughs> not knowing whether he's going to be good or not, and then surprises all. We're like, wow, that wasn't bad. <laughs> and this is it, we, li- we should live vicariously through you in a sense that you are a guy who wanted to make a game and is just... You know, if you're a normal guy coming and want to make a game, this is the road that you're taking. You have to understand the bumps in the road that comes with it, the new learning curves that you have to go with it. You didn't come in working for EA like other people I've interviewed. You didn't come in working with, um, you know, other different, you know, companies or Square Enix or whatever like that. You are you from Collegeville, PA, and you (laughs) had a passion and the will to want to make what you got in the back of you work and make happen for real. And it's this is another testament of you can if you have the want and will to do it that's the takeaway that should be of of, of mike herman's uh dirty. no absolutely but just to add to that you know although i've definitely personally made a lot of mistakes i'll tell you we have top-notch artists our audio is phenomenal uh great crew our soundtrack i mean shout out to josh chernoff by the way in that announcing yeah. Yeah. Because, I, again, like I said, I played the original Russell Fest, and they used MIDI sound on there. You guys are all HD'd up and have them sounding great on there. Yeah, and it's funny. That was one of the things we um, – we, one of the decisions we struggled with was a little bit of the how to do the sound and how to make it sound not too good but not – so we have an echo effect on there and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But we, we tried – we played around with the MIDI kind of style, and I, I just didn't like it. Like, I was yeah. like – there's no reason because I, we already put the higher quality stuff in and I didn't, I felt like, well, now we're going to step backwards. Like we don't have to do everything retro. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It's like the visuals and the gameplay alone should stand enough. And then, you know, again, like, I think, I think it was well-placed and I remember seeing vlogs of you tweet when you guys were talking about tweaking the sounds and everything up back and forth. Um, no, it was a definitely a great decision there. It sounds it sounds absolutely great, and I love how the crowd responds in the way that we normally respond to, because it brings it, it immerses the actual wrestling fan in more. I'm not going to say the gamer, but the wrestling fan. Right. Wrestling gamers will just play it just to play it. Wrestling fans who are gamers will be immersed in that world that we are in when we go to indie events or right. you know right. wrestling events. That's exactly what we do. So you brought that sense of reality to it, and that's the, that's where the game changes at. Yep. Absolutely. So. Did you uh, have any other concepts that you wanted to implement into the game but couldn't? <laughs> a ton. A <laughs> so, you know, a lot of it came down to budgetary decisions. One of the things we want, we hope to add in the future is, like, women wrestlers, right? That's one of the mm. big things. Yeah, um, that would be awesome. We want to implement. Um, so, 
you know, it turned out, you know, we'd have to do, we have to do all completely new models because we don't want, we tried to, we played around with kind of reskinning 2D artwork for, yeah. and it just didn't look good. It just looked mm. bad. Right. So we want to do it right. Um, we have a bunch of ideas for that, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, no, we don't have an unlimited budget and an unlimited amount of time. So right. we had to, we kind of had to pick one or the other to start out with and then, we're hoping the game picks up, and it looks like it's going to. That we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do pretty well, so we'll be able to add that piece of it in. Um, and the additional match types, I want to add. I I, I want to do a scaffold match. Oh, I was hoping you say that. <laughs> I was thinking it in my head. And I'm like, that might be too major, but that's so NWA old school. Right. I, I oh my god, that would be so awesome. Night of the Skywalkers, right? So we we had a we Thank had to play with it. We started playing with it, but we have to. We have to flush out the gameplay part of that a little more because yeah. once you're up top, you're just going to hit them down. We got to think of a couple more hooks for the gameplay to make it more fun. Because mm. I don't want it to just to be a cheap nostalgic pop where you see this, you see the staff holding match, and then you never play the match again because it's not fun to play in, right? right. So we want to make sure we do it right. A double. I, I don't think I can say the term we used to call it, but a double cage uh, match. I would like to do. Oh, oh boy. The issue with that is we already have a pretty zoomed out when people are outside of the ring. And right? you would have to, right, yeah, I get and it. I don't know how far back we would have to pull to do that. So we're looking into ways that we can implement stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, different kind of nice to have, like different ring attire and stuff, which we already laid the groundwork for that. Yeah. So that's definitely going to make it in at some point with a, with a free update um, mm -hmm. that will add. I mean, there, there's a ton of stuff. Like all the suggestions we get, are good, you know. I mean, almost. I won't say all. If you can make the, if you can make the scaffold and the double cage right. happen, um, that's gonna that's gonna turn heads. Yeah. Because that's the one thing that has not even from a three D or a two D standpoint has never been done. But everybody, people have wanted that to happen for so long. Um, the scaffold match. Honestly, I think in Japan there was a scaffold esque type of match within a Japanese uh, wrestling game that I've played before, but yeah. nothing, not, not exactly like the Crockett era right, of, right. of things like that. Um, which, by the way, speaking of which, um, we recently got the news of uh, Jim Crockett Jr. passing yeah. away. Your thoughts? It's a shame. I mean, that's NWA, that, and that specifically Jim Crockett promotions is what I grew up loving. Like, that was Same my, here. I liked that more than WWF at the time. I grew up, I, I'm not a wrestling fan. Be, uh, I'm only a wrestling fan because of Jim Crockett promotions, yeah. and in, in particular, Dusty. Yeah. I mean, I love Dusty, Magnum TA, before mm -hmm. he got in an accident. Yeah. Um, 85 to 88. Yeah. Nikita Koloff, <laughs> Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I remember Chief Wahoo McDaniel and Magnum TA inside a steel cage. That's when Magnum won the U.S. championship. Yep. The Paul Jones and his army. Blanchard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all this stuff. You know, I remember the Powers of Pain and the Road Warriors having a yes. feud there. Oh, remember the the dumbbell? Yep, yeah. They <laughs> beat them up when they had a weightlifting challenge, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, that's all. I love that NWA stuff. I remember Nikita yeah. Koloff uh, clotheslining. Um, now I'm forgetting the, uh, the announcer's name. Uh, oh, um, um, David, Crock David Crockett. Oh, uh, David Crockett, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, God, that was stiff. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and and you know Tony Schiavone and David Crockett doing the, the commentary, but yeah, Nikita clothesline and David Crockett. I remember and it was like a short arm close, like yeah, sickle and too. And took him out. Took him out. Man, credit to David Crockett because that was like yeah. Talk about selling a story, man. 
Then, like, I remember the six-man tags with Crusher Khrushchev, Nikita Koloff, and Ivan Koloff against Dusty Rhodes and the Road Warriors. With the six-man tags? Yeah, the six, and then the Road Warriors teaming with Sting, and then them taking Sting out, which led to the Road Warriors versus Sting Hill, yeah. and Dusty in a cage, you know. Them breaking Dusty's leg, the four horsemen breaking Dusty's <laughs> leg. I mean, that was what I grew up on. So much great story. Like, a lot, like again, this is one of those things that, like, depending on what, uh, what uh, demographic you are as a wrestling fan, you will get why certain people are, like, certain ways about the industry or even wrestling games to that matter. It's the same thing. Yeah. And just, yeah, he'll be missed. And I just, I thank him for making me the wrestler. Because going to the Philadelphia Civic Center was some of the best moments of my wrestling life. My first, and funny f- funny thing too, because you got Nikita Koloff there, and then we see Telly Blanchard wrestling on uh, Dynamite last night. Yeah. Never missing a beat, by the way. Um, is that my first live house show match ever was Nikita Koloff versus Telly Blanchard with Telly holding that television title. Wow. That I- set me... I think it was 87 too. set me off from that point on. And I was, I was set. I was just done. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that was all. And then when seeing, uh, seeing Rick rude and Manny Fernandez come out to the uh, ring to, to, we were rock you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you remember I, that? I mean, like, and we and we stumping. Fernandez turned on the boogie woogie man. Yes. Oh, just some amazing stuff. Yep. But I digress. I mean, like, yeah, he'll be missed dearly, and I'm glad that you have a bit of the NWA in yep, there. Absolutely. It just reminds us of what we used to have, and, I, you know, hopefully this new age of wrestling fan and gamer can look at your game and then, you know, want to look at some history because that's right. what I think people are devoid of is looking back at history. And instead of acting like you know everything, look at history to know it. Right. <laughs> you know, um, without spoiling the plot of the story, is there more to come? Absolutely. So... Thank you, because you left us on an opening journey. Yeah, we we did. We have two more chapters already written um, that are in the process of being implemented, which are going to be free updates uh, once you buy the game. So, yeah, you get two more chapters. Uh, We this this was, again, unfortunately, was a timing budgetary issue where we we need to get the game done. Uh, But we we, instead we want to make sure the first three chapters were really good and solid. And then we're going to add additional chapters for free um, to, to the uh, very soon after we uh, finish our launch process. By the way, I love seeing Johnny Nitro go hill and, and turn on the Philadelphia crowd talk, <laughs> call, talking about we eat too many cheesesteaks and we're going to eat. We're, <laughs> we're going to get hard. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, you know, I think our the, the guy who wrote it, Sal uh, Payne. Yeah, he did a really good job and he's a huge wrestling fan. Obviously, he, and he had sent me. I'll tell you. I don't you know how to push I buttons. I, I won't give it away, but there's a lot of wrestling references, some mm-hmm. of them more subtle than others, that you really have to be a fan right. to pick up on during the storyline. Right. So um, I think he did a phenomenal job with it. Um, like I said, we have two more chapters coming as yeah. free updates. When it is all said and done, is this and everything's out? Take time off, whatever. I feel like I'm I'm asking this question as a as a MMA commentator interviewing somebody who just been through the fight of their life, getting <laughs> knocked out, other wits, and can't really talk right right now uh, about what they're or make good decision making. But um, when it's all said and done, would you want to do this again, like another project or so? I think so. I, I mean, it's definitely the the really only negative I've had is uh, having to get thicker skin. You know, you got to get thick skinned to, to be an R. And I actually, and again, I think I said this earlier, but having a more of an appreciation 
for anybody who puts themselves out there. Yeah. Uh, it's it it's tough, and that part of it is definitely tough to do. But with that yeah. said, the good has definitely outweighed the bad by yes. immensely. Um, you know, and so it's definitely tough to be an artist. Uh, and I and I'm more I actually am more of an analytical person <laughs> in general. Like my 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 other uh, the other uh, work I do is accounting and finance software. So yeah. I mean, it's completely the opposite. If you if you're an you artist, have to be analytical for all that. If you're an artist in accounting, you go to jail, right? So, <laughs> um, Look, I, I tell people all the time because I've taken uh, accounting courses in college. It's all facts. Yeah, the numbers don't lie. Right, exactly. Don't be stupid, ever. Exactly. <laughs> so it's definitely using a different side of my brain to do something like this. Um, but yeah, I think I've learned so much that you know I wish I knew two years ago. Or yeah. you know, you always you see in comedy a lot that inf- information would have been useful yesterday. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you hear that line or some 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 take on that line in a lot of right. different comedy stuff, and that totally applies to this this journey for me. Yeah, awesome. So uh, first, I want to thank you for being on the show. You've been awesome, and thank you for just for your support of me and and just everything that you've done, and just thank you for this game because as a wrestling fan myself and a gamer, like this comes together like the finest of wines, the you know <laughs> the the clarity, the most clearest of diamonds to me. Like this has just been an awesome game, and I'm glad to have you on the show and just get to know you and know your journey as well. So thank you for that. Um, is there any update that you could tell us about when we will see it on platforms right now? Yes. Yeah, so what's, the, what's the latest? We're still we're in the certification phase. So mm-hmm. the the basically the the issue just so people understand what that means because I've kind of said that and not really explained it. Right. Right. So you, you once the game's done, you submit your game. So yeah. Steam is the easiest one to go through. Um, I don't know how, but they reviewed it pretty quickly. But also we. I think that's also because you develop, we developed on the PC. So yeah. we already worked out almost everything anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go through checklists basically for the consoles more or less that you have to make sure you meet certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go through all that and then you submit it. And then they'll come back to you and say, you missed this. Yeah. Or you missed that, right? So we've and built- each company, by the way, has their own protocol. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, just for people who don't know, like, like PSN, Xbox Live, uh, eShop all has their different protocols. It's right. not the same as the other ones. Right. So we've gone through that, and they've they've given us feedback that we need to change things or we miss something like that. Yeah. So you know, ideally, we probably you know, in hindsight, again, hindsight being twenty twenty, mm-hmm. we should have submitted probably a month earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we just we were more focused on getting rid of the bugs in the game. Right. Right. And trying to complete the game so when it comes out and i think it, so far it's it worked out because steam has come out and like i said we're not bug free but i think right. we're as close as to get in this day and age as being a bug free game on launch right um so it, it definitely was worth it to us to do it that way the unfortunate thing is my estimation skills estimation skills are coming into question uh, <laughs> from, a, from a timeline standpoint so it's right. really we don't have much visibility into when they're going to approve it now we can only react to what the feedback they give us and, and fix anything remaining. So yeah. what, the time frame, you know, we said last week within two weeks, I think Mondays, I said Monday on my blog that it would be within two weeks. And I think we're still trending that way. 
Um, I would be surprised if none of them released within two weeks. I would be very surprised. Mm-hmm. But we're going to stagger. When we get approved, we're not going to hold it. We're going to release it because people have been more than patient with us already. Yeah. So we want to release it as soon as we can. So as soon as they give us the okay, we're going to turn it over uh, to everybody. Right. All right. So with that said, we have a pay-per-view this Sunday call AEW Revolution and let's talk wrestling right right now. What is what is the uh match that you're most likely looking for and what are your predictions? So I'll be honest, the last 2 months I've not watched much. Really? I've only seen highlights and clips on social media. Um you know, I still have to watch the, the Royal Rumble because that's my favorite pay-per-view that I never miss. Mm-hmm. And I I know that I know I've read spoilers unfortunately, but <laughs> um you know, so I want Shaq. <laughs> What'd you think of that, by the way? I love, you know, I only saw, I saw, I saw clips. Yeah. I, I love, I love Shaq. Like I hated him when he was on the Lakers, but as a personality, <laughs> I really like, I like, right. when, I like his take on things. I loved his interview recently with, uh, with, um, uh, Donovan Mitchell, where he kind of like put Donovan Mitchell in his place a little bit. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm a big NBA fan too, so mm-hmm. you know, I, I live and die by the Sixers, as you can tell uh, tell on there. So, of course. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I would be lying if I said I I even knew the entire card. Ah. So, well, are you are you aware that they're having a, an exploding barbed wire? Match? I I did hear about that. I did hear about that. That was never sets foot in the U in the U.S. ever. That was been that I've watched in FMW matches like for years in the nineties. I can't believe this is coming <laughs> to does, America. It doesn't surprise me with what Cody and I and Omega and and everybody has done over there. You know yeah. what I mean? They're they're really and I feel like that's a video game tie-in personally with Fire Pro. So yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know because that was a, always a big thing in, in those games. So. I, I like that. I in general though, I I do watch you know AEW, uh, at least highlights of things. Obviously, my this game has consumed my life for the last two years. So mm-hmm. I I have a I used to have a routine of what I would watch weekly. Yeah. Um, and I, I've kind of fallen out of that for now, just because I'm always working on the game. But um, I love the fact that there. If nothing else, I love the fact that AEW exists. We needed yeah. something else. You know, I I like what Impact's been doing lately. Um, you know, I've, I'm waiting for everybody else to kind of come back and start doing stuff more regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked what the NWA was doing before they, uh, yeah, the power. I love, yeah. I like the power. That was a nice power was so great. And it, apparently they're coming thing. back. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. So hopefully they're coming back the way that they left because right. it was such an awesome throwback. Right. And of we need, what we loved. And we need more options like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And I felt like wrestling was really starting to get good again before the pandemic hit. I felt like yeah. we had a lot of different options, all of which were taking the product seriously, and it was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so, And I felt like we were making strides, especially I think, you know, I'm, I'm hoping all the competition takes WWE's game up a notch too. I hope so you because know? I haven't watched, you know, that product in – I, it honestly, it's probably been like almost three years now. Okay. I haven't watched that product. And only last time I watched it and last time I invested in the network was to watch Crockett 
<laughs> so I made sure before I stop investing in, in subscription to this thing, that I at least watch every episode of Crockett from 85 right. to 88 before I bounced out because it just wasn't doing it for a lot of, for a lot of reasons. I, you know, I mean, just a lot of reasons right. that I won't get into that. I decided not to jump on with them. And I just went on to the, um, to the AEWs, the, um, to some extent, the impacts, to some extent, the, uh, F, um, what is the, uh, L, um, what is it? MLF? MFW, yeah. Um, I went up to that and Ring of Honor, of course, every once in a while, right. you know, just to get a different feel because I think there are options out there. We just not, uh, you know, investing in those options to exactly. give them the opportunity to grow. Right. Uh, because uh, certain companies have bigger marketing and bigger money to create bigger production that like from a from a multimedia developer standpoint, I understand what transitions and what imprints in people's mind to grab them. Absolutely. I've taken the red pill and I've decided to step out <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and and move on to other ventures and hopefully in, in hopes that they will grow as well. And I'm just glad to see that we do have options. And again, I'm glad to see that we also are getting that in the video game sense Absolutely. as well. So with that said, thank you so very much, Mike. Um, just been an awesome time talking with you and retro mania wrestling is here and it will be here for everybody pretty soon. Um, right now, can you give us and let the fans know and those who may not have known about this game and waiting for having a wrestling game, where can they find RetroSoft Studios? Uh, at RetroSoft Studios, we're on um, Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, RetromaniaWrestling.com. You can get all information about the game. Our trailers are all over everywhere on YouTube, oh. all our social media. Um, and like I said, we're available now on Steam. Um, and we're coming to all consoles, you know, very, very soon. Awesome. Mike, thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you wrestling fans are ready for what is Retromania, because you won't regret it. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah and Mike Herman saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here. Take care. About the job of pipe bombs. One for the money, money, two for the show. show. Three to get it cracking in the hood. Let's go. Put your tights on and turn the mics on. Clear the way because you're looking at an icon. One for the money, money, two for the show. show. Three to get it cracking in the hood. Let's go. This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.